My name is Salvador, and what I'm going to tell you, I've only really told my best friend since it happened. I'm 15 years old, but this happened when I was 13. It was a normal Friday night, and I'd just gotten out of school, and I was ready to play video games. I got really hungry, and I'd asked my mom if I could go to the gas station for some late night snacks. She said yes, and I very happily went there. I walked there, not knowing what was about to happen. I get there and notice a black pickup truck, and I didn't really think too much of it, thinking the person was just getting gas. As I'm getting my snacks, I see my best friend, and I talk to her for a little while. When I pay for my things and leave the gas station, I see the same black pickup truck, but still didn't think too much of it, just thinking he was getting some food or something as I didn't see the driver inside the truck. Well, as I'm walking home, I noticed that same pickup truck from the gas station, and I was getting a little nervous about it since I was walking home. The truck then stops, and I then see a man that looks like he's in his mid-40s, and he then says in a really creepy voice, Hey kid, do you need a ride? His voice alone gave me the chills, and in my head, I knew what was about to happen. I calmly said back, Uh, no thanks. My house is over here. But that was a lie. I was actually pointing at my best friend's house, which was ten minutes away. He kept insisting to give me a ride, but I just kept saying no. The man looks at me pissed, but then drives off, and I make a full sprint at this point. I'm not really that fast, but I tried to run as fast as I could to my friend's house. The house is like five minutes away, but the man comes back, and he then angrily says to me, Kid, get in the fucking truck. I'm driving you home. I then scream out loud at him. No, fuck you, asshole. You're a disgusting piece of shit. Leave me the fuck alone. And he then drives off again. I eventually get to my friend's house and start knocking on the door really hard. Thankfully, she was home, and I asked if I could come inside with a terrified voice. She said yes, and she could see the terrified look all over my face, and she asked me what was wrong. I gave her the full story on everything that happened, and she was terrified as well. She then called my mom to see if I could sleep over. Thankfully, she said yes, and I ended up staying the night at her house. It's been about three years since that happened, and so far, only my friend knows about it. I haven't seen the man since, and I really hope it stays that way. I'm 20 years old and female, and I had to be at work at 6 a.m. I had left home at around 5.15 a.m. because I lived about 30 minutes away from my work. I had an extra 15 minutes, so I decided to get some gas for my car. I walked to our local gas station to grab a bite to eat. There was a guy that was about my height who had dreads and was very obviously on something because you could smell it and see it. Well, the guy saw me, and he then started ranting and raving about how good he treats his women, and he just kept going on and wouldn't shut up. The employees at the gas station saw this going on, but all they really did was stare. So anyways, after I got my food, I paid for my food and gas, and then left. A couple of days later, while I was at work, that man was there with a couple of his buddies. The man then followed me into my store. 
He was just kind of wandering around, but I was still kind of freaked out about it. As I was getting ready to open the self-checkout, he walked behind our register that had our cigarettes behind it. I was really sleepy and annoyed at this point, so I then yelled at him that he shouldn't be back there. He then got out from behind it, and that's when my store manager came up, because he could hear all the ruckus. The man then asked me for my number. I told him no, but he just kept asking. At that point, I really wanted to swing at this guy. I think the guy could tell that he was really getting on my nerves, and he kind of started freaking out, and then left. Well, a little while later, a couple of my coworkers came inside, telling me about a guy that was really freaking them out in the parking lot. And once they told me that, I knew exactly who it was. Apparently, he went up to one of their windows, and he just kept asking them to roll it down. When they didn't, he had started to pull something out of his pocket. I think it was a knife. That is, until another co-worker pulled up, and then he ran. He sometimes still comes into the store and stares at me while I work. It's really creepy. I want to provide a trigger warning for animal cruelty. The story is very disturbing, and so if you don't want to hear stories like that, go ahead and skip this one. For context of this story, I need to tell you a little bit about my living conditions at the time. I was a 17-year-old male, and because of some of the problems I had with my parents, I had to go stay with my grandmother who lives on the other end of town. My grandmother, who we'll call Anna for the sake of privacy, lived alone, and she always has since her husband had died. Though it was saddening what I was going through, I at least look at the positive side, and I figured it was a good way to start spending more time with Anna, and she always really enjoyed my company. This did have some drawbacks, though. Whenever I wasn't working or at school, I was with Anna. This typically meant that on the weekends, more particular on Sundays, I would have to go with her to church. Now, I'm not a deeply religious person, and I really hated going just because of all the other old people there that were really stuck up. I will admit that I did weasel out of going a handful of times, but most of the time I did end up attending the morning service. What made things worse was the fact that Anna would rather wait on her sister-in-law, who we'll call May, to come and pick us up. This was apparently to save money on gas, and yes, that included me too. I wasn't allowed to take my car to church after being caught skipping. Yeah, dumb idea. Anyways, Anna had lived on this hill, and it had a row of apartments and other houses to the sides and right behind the hill. Every Sunday, we would always take a ride in May's car and go around the back of the hill. It was the fastest route to the interstate, I guess. When we then made a turn at the red light, there was always this strange-looking man who stood on the corner of the sidewalk. Not to sound mean, but this man was clearly mentally handicapped, and severely so. What was so strange to me was that he wasn't even supervised. This man was just allowed to walk along a busy road, it's absurd. Every weekend, we would always see him. And keep in mind, this was the only time he was around. Sunday mornings. No other time in the week did he ever show up. Honestly, I don't really know anything about what sparks that behavior. 
but as long as he wasn't going to get hurt or hurt someone else, I was fine with it. The man always waved at our car too. For some reason, he really seemed to like us as we passed by, and it was almost too innocent to really think about negatively. At least, that's what Anna and May said after I spoke about the odd vibe that I got from him. So far, so good, right? Nothing too crazy had happened over the few weeks that went by, though I did notice that after a while, the man gradually stopped showing up every week. It went from every other week to once a month to then just randomly showing up. I had asked Anna about it, and all she responded with was that he might just be doing something else, and that whoever's watching him probably just wants him to try doing other things. This didn't really cross my mind, so I paid it no more thought than that, though wondering where he might have been, did someone gnaw at me, considering he creeped me out with his gestures. One day, after not seeing him for two months, we came back from church, but not before going out to eat, as that was our family tradition. I remember Anna and May arguing over some Facebook post. They were really political, and their discussions were always really heated. I was sitting in the bag just playing some game on my phone to kill time, when all of a sudden, I felt myself get jerked around as the car then came to a complete stop. I can still remember the sounds of the brakes as May then stomped on the brake pedal. I was really confused, and as I looked in front, I then saw the man standing on the road we turned off of as we were going to Anna's house. The man was just standing there holding a plank of wood and beating up a neighbor's trash that he had pulled from the trash can. Fucking weird, too. Anna tried to wave at him, but he just stood there like a deer in the headlights. He didn't wave to us, nor did he move out of the way. May had to steer around him slowly, and as we did, I made direct eye contact with him. The only thing separating us was maybe about five feet in the car door. I was utterly horrified as he gave me this look that I can't even describe. Usually he had a smile or a curled up lip, but this time it was just blank and soulless. At least that's how I can describe it. I just watched as we passed him. I couldn't tell since we were getting farther away but I really want to say then he then resumed beating the absolute shit out of that trash bag. I found it very hard to sleep that night too. His face and eyes just kept poisoning any thoughts I had. Three more weeks would pass by, and he still never showed up at that corner, and we never found him out on the road anymore. Now, to let you all know, I would usually walk during the weekday afternoons down the hill to the corner, because there happened to be a gas station just a little bit up the road. I walked because it wasn't even a long drive, and well, I really enjoyed the spring and summer weather, and so I took advantage of it. I did this quite often, even becoming a regular at this place. Well, this week in question, I made my trip down to the gas station, and all seemed normal. It was maybe about 8pm, and there was still some sun out and people were flying on the main road as usual. The gas station had a sign where people could place any public announcements, such as yard sales or something like that. Well, I had noticed that a few people had made posters for a dog. The dog was a beagle named Molly. She apparently went missing, and someone had wanted her back. So as I just stood there reading the sign, I forgot to pay for my snacks and such, 
so I had to return and correct that mistake. On my way back from the gas station, I was about halfway when I saw the man again. My blood ran cold for a minute as I then made eye contact with him. I had to pass by him, and well, I was totally fucked since we had already saw each other, so I had to approach him. I said hi, but he didn't really respond to me right away. Instead, he looked kind of confused and almost scared. He then kept mumbling to himself, and I had asked him what was wrong. Even though I really didn't want to, my kind nature prevailed, and I wanted to help. He eventually spoke up somewhat shakily. Molly, I I lost her, he said, as he rubbed his hands together really tightly. Alright, can you tell me where you last saw her? I asked as I looked over his shoulder. He nodded, and he pointed towards a large section of forest to our right. Come with, come with me. He asked as he began turning around and ushering me to follow him. I really felt bad about this, because I knew that this dog was probably gone by now, and well, maybe his caretaker might have gotten rid of it. I really don't know what I was thinking. I followed him back anyways, and as we then ventured deeper into the woods. I need my stuff. I'll be right back. He then told me, as he then started walking away from the clearing we had found. I was kind of confused about what stuff he was getting. I hesitated for a moment, before following discreetly, without him ever catching on to me. After about five minutes, I'd caught up. He was maybe about 30 meters away, and had been poking around at something buried in a bunch of leaves, while then whispering and speaking in mumbles that I couldn't make out. He reached down, and he pulled out that same wooden plank that I saw him beating trash with a while back. Only this time, it had looked really molded and weathered. I ducked a bit, as I tried to stay out of his view and wait for him to walk off. And thankfully, he did. He began making this clicking sound with his mouth, as if he were calling for a dog while he then walked away. Whenever I couldn't see anymore, I then gained the courage to approach the leaf pile that he was poking at. When I got closer, I could then hear the buzzing of hundreds of flies. The smell was awful, and definitely didn't smell like regular trash. When I pulled the leaves back, I then felt my heart sink into my stomach. I wanted to throw up. There was a bag of trash just laying there, and it had been torn and flattened, then revealing the corpse of the beagle. But that's not all. There was also the corpses of many other animals, such as squirrels and even house cats. I almost screamed out in protest, but kept myself quiet. I realized that enough was enough, and I then got up and booked it the fuck out of there, running uphill to the road. But what made this even more horrifying was the sound of another set of footsteps coming from behind me. They were distant, but they were quickly gaining on me. I then turned my head over my shoulder to see. It was the man, and right in his hand was that wooden plank. He then tried swinging it at me, and he missed, but he did strike my left arm, which made me scream, but I still didn't stop running. When I made it to the road, I ran through yards and driveways, and I never looked back. The footsteps finally stopped once I got through a few houses. When I made it back to Anna's, I shut and locked the door, panting, 
as I was out of breath and nearly throwing up from everything hitting me at once. Anna took notice, and I told her everything that happened. Well, after that, I was informed to call the police, and I did. When the police finally arrived, I had to go show them where I found the trash bag. But when we got back to the location, the bag was gone, leaving behind some bones and rotting limbs. But that was it. The police said there wasn't much they could do, but they would definitely proceed with an investigation. Unfortunately, though, the police were never able to find him, or if there was even a caretaker at all who could help them find him, which means that he never showed up at the corner ever again or anywhere on the roads in that area. The part that really gets to me is that one night after I'd came upstairs to get myself a glass of water, I took a look at Anna's laptop that she uses for her security cameras. My skin began to crawl as I heard in the distance of the camera that same clicking noise when he called for the dog. Though it eventually stopped, when I finally moved out, I later told Anna about it. I'm 21 years old now, and to this day, Anna and the police have never seen or heard the man since that awful day. To that strange disabled man, I'm really sorry your life was dealt a shitty hand, but for everyone else's sake and even your own, please get some help. I never want to see you again. So this happened back in February of this year, while I was working at Circle K. I know it's not going to be as scary as a lot of the other stories on here, but in the moment, it was for me. On this day, I was set to train a new person, let's call her Ashley, and I was letting her know what to expect for the third shift there. I'd showed her where certain things are on the register and what to expect from customers that come into the window at night. If I remember correctly, it happened at about 12.57am. Ashley was getting some items for a customer that was at the window, and I was in the coffee area making myself some coffee, when all of a sudden, there was a loud crashing sound. We both look around. Ashley thought I dropped one of the coffee machines, and I thought someone ran into one of the gas pumps. But what actually happened was someone decided to back their car right into the front door of the store. Then another man came through the broken glass and decided to wrap a chain around the ATM that was near the door and take it from us. When they tried to take it in the way they were going, they got interrupted by another person going into that area, and so they ended up sliding. I also forgot to mention that with where I live, it was snowing real bad a couple days prior, so the parking lot was still covered with snow and ice, and they ended up hitting a pole, damaging their vehicle. As you can imagine, they ended up running away before the cops arrived. I'm not really entirely sure, but the fire department also had to show up. They managed to get the front door unstuck, because the way the car hit it, it actually made it impossible for either door to be opened. I was just staring in shock as the people did this, while Ashley ended up running through the back door and hiding behind the dumpsters. To this day, I don't really know if they actually found the people that did this or not, but it was a really crazy experience. I ended up telling my manager that that would be the last time that I ever worked third shift. And it was. It was. 